If you are insulted for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the Spirit of God rests upon you. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost, to see if there's enough for its completion. Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlooker should laugh at him and say, this one began to build, but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he was still far off or far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon. So we listen to our scriptures today in the, the book of Philippians, which we heard from last few days, has a lot of practical advice. Um, you know, do we have what it takes to get to heaven? Do we have what it takes? And what do we need to do to get to heaven? It's kind of getting counterintuitive in that to get to heaven, we have to empty self so that Jesus can fill me with himself. You know, uh, he wants to invite me to detach myself from anything that keeps me from letting him fill me with himself. And this is, you know, what this scripture is about today in our, in our scripture readings. It says in our first reading, be my beloved obedient as you've always been, not only when I'm present, but all the more now when I'm absent. Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. What's he saying? He's saying that every day we have to decide for the Lord. You can't just say, you know, that's where we don't believe once saved, always saved. Because one day you're saved, another day you give up. And another day you're saved, another day you give up. So we got to every day choose Christ. Choose to detach. Choose to let go. Choose to forgive. Every day. It's not once and only. It's all the time we have to be in this state of letting go letting god letting go letting god letting go letting god and this actually as i say as i've shared before this requires less energy than holding on to things holding on to things um full of self takes more energy than if i empty myself and trust the lord because trust is at the heart of this right trusting 
confidence in God. You know, God's perfect love casts out all fear. That God is with me. He's going to walk with me. He's going to lead me one step at a time. He doesn't ask me to, to walk a mile. He asks me to take one step. So think about that. Virtue is every day we're taking one step at a time. Lord, give me the grace to take this first step. So you might ask yourself, what's the next step God's inviting you to? What's that next step of detachment God's asking of you? What's the next step into life? It's not so much, when we hear detachment, we often can think, you know, the, the cup's half empty, not half full. We can kind of see the negative. We think of detachment and uh, mortification all as a somewhat negative thing. But really, what we're saying is, detachment is really being full of God. You know, um, emptying yourself is really being full of God himself. You know, Paul says, right, it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me, right, and through me. So with that said, we look at our gospel and talk about detachment. Jesus here says some things that we would never think would come out of Jesus' mouth. You know, unless he says, if you come to me without hating your father, mother, wife, children, brother, sister, even your own life, you cannot be my disciple. What is he saying? He's saying there will come situations in your family where your children may ask you to choose them over God. You can't do that if you're a disciple of the Lord. That's hard, but it's true. We can't side with our children and give up what God is inviting us to. Nor can we side with our spouse or an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or a family member or a friend. And you see this, I hear this a lot, you know, sometimes in confession or in spiritual direction or counseling, you know, people will be put in a very challenging situation where, you know, if I choose the Lord here, my kids are going to get upset with me. If I choose the Lord here, my, my wife or my husband's going to be upset with me. And remember, Jesus says, I've come not to bring peace, but I've come to bring the sword. So when we choose Christ with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul and all our strength, we will experience at times division, sadly. But the division's not God's plan. God's plan is that we get to heaven. And we can't say that I love God, but I'm for abortion. I love God, but I'm for same-sex marriage. I love God, but I'm for, you know, living together before you're married. There's a contradiction there, right? Those are just extreme examples. But we can't say I love God and tell lies. I love God and, um, you know, think you can do everything with your own efforts and power. You know, I love God and I don't need to go to confession. I love God. And see, we, we, we have all these and all of us are included in that. We have a lot of things we have a hard time letting go of and being truly obedient. That's going back to the first reading. He says here, my beloved, obedient as you've always been, not only when I'm present, but all the more when I'm absent. Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Do everything without grumbling, questioning, that you may be blameless, innocent, children of God without blemish. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So he's saying, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, Following Christ as a disciple will be difficult. There will be division in families and marriages and friends will be divided. We'll experience that heartache of not, you know, being able to agree with someone. 
And so again, this, this really goes back to the integrity of choosing Christ. And what does that mean? And what does it cost me? What can it cost me? Am I willing to go there? And that's what he's talking about in that second part of the gospel where he says, you know, what, which of you constructing a tower won't sit down first, calculate the cost, and see if it has that you have enough for its completion? Then he talks about what about the king going into battle, you know, with ten thousand troops? Can he oppose a king with two, twenty thousand troops? He's saying, think about your choices you're making in this life. You know, the goal is get to heaven. So is my choice. As costly as it may be, is it going to bring me to him? Is it going to protect my relationship with God? Is it going to lead me to heaven? And I think, again, in our, this, this is challenging in that in our culture, we're very much about, you know, we just had the elections, right? We're very much about choosing people rather than principles. We, we choose people's personality over their principles. And you see this a lot in, in, in voting in elections today. People don't often look at the principles people stand for. They often look at the people and their personality and how warm they are and how affectionate they are. And that's not bad, but we as a church, we should always be thinking, okay, what are the principles this person stands for, regardless if they're a nice person or not? What's their principles? We're very influenced by people in their personality, but we gotta ask, what are the principles this person stands for? And that includes myself. You know, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian. Well, what do I stand for? And it goes back to the cross. Look, Jesus on that cross, as we're here at Mass today, we pray for the grace to not be afraid to let go not be afraid to let go of whatever it is God's inviting us to let go of so that we could what be fully prepared for him by him so that we could be with him forever in heaven so let's ask for grace today the graces that we need let's as I grow in holiness I influence my circle my people around me as you grow in holiness you influence the people around you but I think we need to not be afraid to rock the boat in our communities, in our churches, in our families. And I'm not saying our goal is to rock the boat, but what I'm saying is our goal is to be faithful to Christ. And if it happens to rock the boat, that's, that's, it is what it is. Because if I'm truly a disciple of the Lord, because you know, there's a, I think we can sometimes use the word be pastoral as a clever way of saying, it's okay to agree with the devil for a little bit, then you can go back to Jesus because you don't want to cause too much division in your family so you can stay with Jesus. See, there's, this is a difficult thing, and I've experienced it in my life. I'm sure you guys too have. It's really difficult to choose Christ when you know it's going to cause some friction and you know it's going to stir the pot a little bit. But I think it's how we do it. If we actually share with people, you know, this is very difficult for me. I love you. I love the Lord, but... I can't agree with this. I love you, but I can't agree with it. But I'll still be with you and I'll love you. But as far as agreeing with that, I can't do that. But I love you as a person. Because you can disagree and still love someone. You just can't support that activity that they're encouraging. Um, so 
So let's ask for that grace. This is a, this is a challenging gospel today for us all in our, in our church, in our world, especially in our culture where we want everyone to like us. Everyone wants everyone to like everybody. It's challenging. So let's ask Jesus for the strength in this Eucharist.